Welcome to episode 131 of The Lab. I'm your host, Brad Barton. This episode is one in a continuing series on lucid dreams and out-of-body experiences. If you'd like to hear the other episodes, you can find them by visiting thelabwithbrad.com. It is very common to use things that aren't true for meditation. You might imagine yourself as a cloud floating across a clear blue sky. You might imagine that you're sitting on a warm tropical beach somewhere. You might also imagine an entire world view, even if you don't necessarily subscribe to it. I'm going to describe this as if it were true, since hedging it around makes it too difficult to explain. Once you get out of body and explore the world, you will probably find fairly quickly that not everything you see matches what the real world is actually doing. You may look back at where your real body is sleeping and find that you cannot see a body there. You might find that you wander into a room and there are things there that aren't present or things that are present aren't there. You might find that you have stuffed out a body, wandered around your house, returned to your body, awoken, and then discovered that you weren't actually sleeping at home, crashing at a friend's house, or staying with relatives at a motel or hotel. The simplest explanation is that you're just dreaming, so if things don't match up, it's no surprise. But there are other explanations. There is your physical body, of course. And then you have your etheric body. The etheric body is generated by and helps to maintain the physical body. It is the closest to the physical realm you reach while you are out of your body. It is comparatively heavy and sticks to your real body, requiring a certain amount of effort to pull it out of your physical body and allow it to move around independently. The etheric body moves around in the etheric realm. This is another dimension that closely matches the physical world, and yet various details are different. Staying in the etheric body and being in the etheric realm relates to how close to your physical body you actually are. The etheric body is comparatively heavy, and it often feels like you're being pulled back towards your body. When you first step out of body, you may want to move away from wherever your physical body is resting as quickly as possible, so you don't just get pulled back in. Another plane of existence, another dimension, is the astral realm. This also somewhat echoes the physical realm, but it includes fantastical places and strange inhabitants. Another level is the mental realm. This is where you go when you usually dream. It responds to your thoughts, so much so that any sort of resemblance to the physical world gets covered up by your own thoughts and impressions. Each realm has its own rules, 
at own particular phenomenon. You can, if you wish, deliberately move from one realm or plane to another. In order to get out of your body, you need to apply some sort of pressure to your etheric body so that it is pushed or pulled away from the physical body and the physical realm. Do this correctly and for long enough, and you will get out of body. Something that happens on a fairly regular basis is that you step out of body and find that you cannot see. Even if you are practicing your astral projection or out-of-body experience during the daytime, you'll find that there is no light. You may still have a sense of what's around you. This is caused by being pulled slightly lower than the etheric realm, even lower than the physical realm. To get your vision back, you can either move away from the physical body and the vision shall return, or you can pause and ask for your light back. The first couple of times I had an out-of-body experience were somewhat spontaneous. All I had had was some book that described the phenomenon. No instructions on how to achieve it whatsoever. I managed to reach the state of sleep paralysis, and much like some of my students, it frightened me. It kept me from trying again. Even though I suspected that that particular strange, vibrating state was what I needed. It wasn't until many years later that I ran across writings by an Australian mystic named Robert Bruce. He had been contacted by a totally blind person over the internet who was interested in having out-of-body experiences, but frustrated by all the techniques that used visual imagery. As I am also visually impaired, it caught my attention. The methods worked. So next time, we'll talk about the rope method. See you then. <laughs>